0: Hello Kevin Montgomery Clark.
1: Uh, how are you doing?
0: Uh I'm doing okay. It's been uh, uh it's been a week. <laughs> it's, it's Monday. Been a week. <laughs> <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> it's been a week. Uh it's good. It's uh for for some uh, some of us it's Thanksgiving week, I've been told. Mm-hmm. Uh not that I celebrate that or am in a country that celebrates that, but <laughs> I work with an American team and I, I I've adopted the American uh, holidays, right? Um, I know my team doesn't know, but it's because the Dutch holidays suck. And the last one was like in April. And the next one. Don't you one have is more like holidays? In January. No. Oh, really? Heck no.
1: I don't know. My feeling is always the Europeans, always on holidays. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe it's a, <laughs> it's a misrepresentation
0: uh we're a lot of vacation not really holidays i don't think i don't know it all depends from country to country hmm. but um and maybe you know what maybe th- it's the same number but but here in the netherlands is like you have a bunch of them in uh, the beginning of the year and then until uh, i don't know like may or something is your last one and then the next one is christmas so you're just I like see. you have a long stretch of time with no holidays and guess what christmas and new year's this year Uh, lands on a Saturday. So you don't even have more holidays, right? Uh, So the next... Yeah, we're almost like a year-long gap between holidays. So...
1: You know what? So we also don't celebrate uh, Thanksgiving. At least we all have a Thanksgiving, but it's not on the same date in
0: Canada. So I've been told, yeah.
1: But I've always thought that it was weird that the US's Thanksgiving was so close to Christmas. <laughs> it just kind of feels like a big hassle to like do all this thing see go see family like a month away from Christmas where you're going to do these things anyways.
0: You do realize that holidays are not like people didn't look at a calendar and say, all right, where do you want this holiday? Like it's usually because of either an event just spread it out or <laughs> That's not how it works.
1: What is the origin of Thanksgiving anyways? <laughs>
0: Christmas shouldn't be on the 25th. It should be on whatever Monday it is, <laughs> like, close to to winter. Just spread it Only out. Only when it snows.
1: <laughs> it's like, right. if, if we were to have uh, kids, I would be like, okay, let's, like, time them so they're not towards the end of the year. Like, I already have too many birthdays in October. Like, me and my partner's birthdays are in October, and, like... My mom's oh. in early November, and then just like space these things out, you know, <laughs> give us more time in between things. I don't know. I've never yeah, celebrated you know, you know. it, so I have no idea how it feels like to people. But it just seemed to me like, yeah, like this is this is like little Christmas <laughs> right before Christmas.
0: I think uh, they like it's like the the start of the holiday season, kind of uh, like the, like Christmas starts after Thanksgiving, right? Like it's only after Thanksgiving that you can put up the Christmas decorations and all. It's a law. I don't know. Ah, hey, here, here we are. Okay. No Americans in the show, but anyway, that's. How I think that's... This, I think, this I think, show is starting
1: to, like, us judging American culture. <laughs> <laughs> what other things can we can we make fun of? <laughs> Write us in.
0: You know how how some people change their names? It's perfectly normal, right? Some people should be able to change their birthday, right? Like. <laughs> mm. It's too close to Christmas, or you know what, right. nah, now I'm with a partner that is too close. You should be able to, you know, maybe not legally, I don't know, but but you know, something. Like if you're, if you're over, th- uh, I don't know, 30, I was going to say 30, but I just realized you're not over 30. But uh, whatever, if you're over 30, if you're 31 or 31 in 7 months it doesn't really matter it's not like oh I can't drink you know up until this age so who cares I feel, I feel like you just, just progressively set back the change clock change your year
1: <laughs> like every year you just you know rewind it from like by 2 months
0: <laughs> yeah so I'm gonna find a loophole and then I, <laughs> I I'm gonna fly to Australia <laughs> move the date there and then it's yesterday and then yeah it's just right oh my god what this, is this show I Jesus, feel like this dude.
1: is the, the premise for a new Marvel movie
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's how they go back in so, time to, to sp- prevent Thanos. Right, <laughs> just to travel to Australia a lot very Speaking fast.
1: Speaking <laughs> of me talking about things I have no clue about, <laughs>
0: right? Ah. ah, Kevin. Hey, hey, let's let's do the show. Uh, last week we, <laughs> last week we we teased at the end. I think we said, hey listeners. By the way, check our website layout.fm and uh, see if there's uh, if you notice any changes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a listener. Uh, not call in because we don't do that. But uh, DM in, <laughs> write in. Um, that they, they think they they found a couple changes. Do you want to do you want to tell us what what uh what they said, what they found?
1: Yeah. So Austin uh, wrote us in on Twitter, and have to say was the only listener to do so. So uh, yeah, <laughs> not I'm yeah, not so pleased with you all. People yeah, didn't do that clearly.
0: At <laughs> Clearly our favorite listener right now.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Sorry, everyone else. So, Austin, I mean, is de facto the winner (laughs) of, I don't know why (laughs) we didn't even name a prize, but (laughs) uh, Austin is the winner because he's the only one who participated. Uh, But he actually did spot a few things. So, good eye here. So, we added a new Castro subscribe link. We've updated the overcast icon to, like, more closely reflect the actual apps icon. There is a fancy new soft background color in the nav for non-selected items, which was a special request mm-hmm. by Rafa himself. Uh, mm-hmm. And there are new logos on the sponsor page. Uh, so, yeah. Thank you for <laughs> noticing that. Uh, very small details, but um, you did manage to get a fair amount of them. I think, I'm think i trying to think if there are any other ones that would be... Uh, easy to notice for people oh yeah there are a few others there's also i've added like a hover effect on the subscribe in things people may or may not have noticed mm. but anyways uh we were joking about this because of all updates to make to a website <laughs> these are very very small updates um but more realistically like what happened is I changed the entire sort of backend for our website. So it used to be yeah. um, powered by Gatsby and then hosted on Netlify. And the basically like the way the backend for all of the episodes was basically like one markdown file per episode where I would go in. So anytime that we would uh, create an episode, would go into SoundCloud, we would upload the file there, and then that sort of processes the file, hosts the file, um, and then we need a link to the MP3. And so uh, one of the things that SoundCloud does is it automatically generates an RSS feed for anything you upload to your account. And so from there, you can access the raw URL for the, the MP3 file. So I would have to like go and grab that, then essentially like duplicate the file and then change some of the fields. And I'd like have to populate some, some metadata, like the the length of the episodes and stuff like that. Um, fill in like the show title, name the file, like all the, all these things, and then put in all the show notes, write them as Markdown. Uh, and then if we have any like sponsors or anything like that, make sure that I include any uh, sponsored content. um, so far, Nerd. so good, It was, but it was extremely manual uh, in terms yeah. of, of work that needed to be done. And then, a f- how long was it ago? Like, a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, um, I tried to run the, the, like, Gatsby website, and then everything just exploded, like, in the terminal, just, like, nothing would work. And then I had this, like, dependency hell that I was in, just, like, uh, you know, if you've ever worked with JavaScript... It's just very common. Um and so I was in dependency We Probably health.
0: at this point we probably already have some front end developer listeners or, or like Brian just shouting at at their <laughs> at their phones. Probably.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like basically some dependencies needed a certain version of something and then like if I upgraded that version, then something else required it to be less than the other version and it was just like impossible to match things up. I'm sure if I'd spent a few hours on it, I would have been able to like wrangle this mess. Um, but I was like, I hate this. I've been wanting to do something better for our website anyways. Um, and for a lot of more recent websites, what I've been working with is uh, next JS. um so i was like oh, okay this is the you know what broke the the straw that like broke the camel's back time for me to just like rewrite this um and so this is what i did um i love next Jazz, which is like really great it really fits the way my brain works pretty well and i feel like it's minimal enough that just there's not a like a, a lot of magic or at least there's not too much magic happening. You kind of, like, get the hang of it very quickly and then launch something that I think is is pretty scalable. Also reduced on a lot of dependencies. Like, there were a lot of hacks in our Gatsby <laughs> instance that I created for myself, but, you know, it's just this stuff you pile on. Uh, and I think I would argue that I'm a much better, uh, like, node-slash-react developer <laughs> than I was back then. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I've been, uh, I'm
0: really curious about that part, and that's uh, also not a topic, but something I want to ask you a couple of questions, because uh, I've i seen the popularity of Next.js uh, grow, and, and and especially back in like Netlify days, I was way more in tune with, with current i don't know front end uh, practices and all i I saw the rise and not fall, but you know it's on the downfall of Gatsby as well mm-hmm. uh and I think we you know you you adopted Gatsby right? when it was pretty popular like yeah. at the, maybe at the peak um problem with Gatsby is that the you know the build times is like oh so bad um also yep. coincide with around the time when we started charging for build times on netlify and that was a bad combo <laughs> um it's your fault, and, and yeah Rafa. i've <laughs> you killed Gatsby. No. No. Uh, but I, I I, never used any of, neither Gatsby or, or nor Next in a real project, in a real thing. Like I've, hmm. I've, I've went through their tutorials and I've set up a couple demo sites and just tried to understand what it was, but I never actually use it. Uh, and I know that a lot of uh, our friends and all, like uh, for example, I think Brian's website, one we, I think, recommended last week or two weeks ago, I think he wrote that with Next, right? Um Pretty sure, at least I it think so,
1: and probably it. a lot of other stuff too. <laughs> like I think it's been talking yeah. about oh, yeah. some of the like database stuff. Has been oh, yeah, and, uh, and everything. But uh, yeah, I think so, and I think the design details website is also uh, on Next.js. If I, I think so too,
0: and also now the our along dot video or landing page is also built with Next, and it was you know last week I I had a little I went through the code trying right? to familiarize myself with it, and wow, it's all. There's a lot there. I'm still, for all my landing pages, I'm still uh, HTML and CSS <laughs> kind of guy. <laughs> Seriously. Like, uh. like all my most recent landing pages for side projects and all, just HTML, JavaScript, CSS, love it. For my own personal side, because I wanted to set up a simple blog thing, I just wanted to provide uh, Markdown files to automatically generate the pages and all the routes and all. Um, I'm using 1T from my website. But anyway, all of this to say that I never use neither Gatsby nor Next in a real project, and um, and I would love to ask you like some insights, like some 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 of your experience and what what are the differences?
1: Uh, you mean between Gatsby and Next.js? Yes? Yeah. Yeah, and to be to be fair, like I haven't kept up with the latest version of Gatsby, so you know it might as well, you know, I guess we might have just caught up on some of the the issues that that I saw. For me, I mean, one of the first differences that I saw is um and and like <laughs> for actual front-end developers who may be listening to this show, like apologies if I get anything wrong. We'll we'll follow <laughs> up on it uh, next week, but um my feeling with next is it's trying to do a lot less magic for you behind the scenes where it's like mm. hey like there's essentially these if i remember correctly these three different uh like sort of special functions that you can include um which are get static props get uh server side props and then get static paths if i remember correctly uh, which are basically like the core building blocks of how you're going to use the, the framework to fetch your data. And then uh, there's sort of the, the, the pages folder is like a blessed folder that like automatically generates your pages. Um, and then basically it's up to you to write any JavaScript that you want to fetch the data however you like. Um, so if you want to read from you know, the file system, you use directly, you know, in, in JavaScript, like FS and, like, some of those, like, other, like, libraries to read the, the file system. Um, if you need to fetch from somewhere externally, you just, like, literally do, you know, a fetch request um, and then fetch the data. And basically, you can output some of your props. And the, the compelling point about this is that it can go and fetch all of your data and then... You know, compile the statically generated website uh, from it. Or you have the option to have certain pages be essentially be loaded at, I don't know, is runtime the right way to even say it? Like basically, as the user loads the page, it would like go and fetch the data and then it, it does some smart caching. So essentially, the first time it gets loaded, it will like load the data in real time and then it will cache it so that the next person who comes will essentially get. You know, might as well have been like a static uh, web page because uh, it's already pre-cached. And so it makes things a lot, just a lot easier. And for me, like in terms of developer experience, I just find that it's it's a lot more predictable in what it does. It's a lot easier to extend in whatever way that I want. And I I feel like I have a better understanding of all of the code that I write. I have to do less that is custom unique to the framework that i'm using so like let's say i don't know like in two years there's another framework that comes along that is for some reason we think is better than than Next.js. uh i feel like all of the code that i have is code that i could pretty much take as is to something else like there's not a lot that i have to do to work around uh next js whereas I, f- I felt like gatsby had a lot more of them now is that tr- Still true in, in the latest versions, I don't know. Um, but uh, like that certainly was the case uh you know a couple of years ago.
0: Interesting. So in a way it's more portable. You don't feel like you feel more in control of the code. You're right.
1: Yes. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um
1: unless like some some things in uh in Gatsby felt a little awkward. I, I felt like generating pages and slugs and stuff like that. Like this is just like mm-hmm. never quite felt right. Um, whereas I, I find the next is, is, really elegant with, with that stuff. Uh, and then just in terms of velocity, I think they've been like doing a lot of great work. Um, just like continuously, you know, launching new features and iterating and ma- making things faster and, and better. Um, so yeah, so I took that opportunity to do that. And then the other thing I wanted to do is, um, even though it's not a incredible amount of work to post the episode on a, on a weekly basis. Uh, it's still a lot of small, tedious, manual things that I need to do, right? And Mm -hmm. I ended up, like, writing some scripts to, like, try to help me, like, automatically fetch things from the RSS feed and automatically create the episode file and then do a commit and then do, like... But there's still a lot of manual steps, um and weirdly enough like in the last like couple of months there's been uh instances where i wish i could just do this from my phone <laughs> uh because it's like you know oh boy. maybe we get you know you sent i get the episode and i'm out of the house or something or, or whatever and it's just like the previous process really required a full, you know, uh, development setup with a terminal <laughs> to function, and so I was like, "Why don't I try and explore if I can move layout to be powered by a CMS?" And so uh, I, I kind of sequenced the the rollout of the new website in multiple phases. So the first phase was just move from Gatsby over to Next.js. Uh, we're still hosted on netlify and that's going great. Um, and I wanted to make sure to not screw up the RSS feed and then the next step was like okay now let me try and migrate some of the data over to the CMS and then be able to essentially like run locally a copy uh, in, a, in a separate branch of the same website now powered by a CMS um, and to eventually then uh, then publish it as the live website. One of the things that I massively underestimated is how much work it would take to migrate <laughs> uh, all of our, what, like 200 really? something episodes over to the CMS. Uh, how
0: would you migrating? Is this just like an XML thing? So, XML JSON thing?
1: No. So basically, I have all the files, all the episodes are stored as the markdown files, right? And Mm -hmm. so at the top, they have uh, what they call front matter, right? Which is like, you know, how do you call it? Like a key value pair, essentially, uh, of of properties. So like the episode title, the URL for the, you know, uh, the description, the tag, the whatever, you know, all these things. And then at the bottom would be like one big just like markdown. Generally, it's like a few headings and some bullet points uh, for, the, for, the show notes. for show notes uh, and then sponsors and stuff like that. The, <laughs> the, so, basically, and basically, so the CMS that we're using now is uh, called Dato Dato CMS. Uh, I've actually been playing with it just for fun for another project, uh, and I really, really enjoy this tool. Uh, like this is not sponsored or anything, but...
0: Um, but they could, (laughs) they could, could. Uh,
1: but I do think like, this is such a great interface to be able to like model any kind of data very easily. Um, And then they make it like, you know, very straightforward to be able to like edit your content. And then even importing is, is relatively easy, technically speaking, where um, you can just connect with their, their API. And then you just like through node, like you just do a, a request uh, with like, by putting all of your data, it's very simple um the the problem is <laughs> I realized very quickly my data is not consistent, <laughs> so over the what like five years or so that we've been doing this yeah. show, I think that's fair. We've actually changed how we format the show notes a lot, <laughs> so uh, I discovered that some of the uh some of the episodes in the past. I would do like maybe the show notes title was an H3 and maybe like, you know, four weeks later it was an H6 and maybe, you know, many more weeks later it was something else. Uh, And sometimes things were there. Sometimes they weren't. There's episodes where apparently I just created headings for everything. And it was just like a ton of different headings and no bullet points, and it just like it was like, oh my goodness, like none of this is consistent in any way whatsoever. <laughs> um, so I was like, okay, how do I normalize this data to be able to then in- input it into the CMS? Like, have essentially oh run this script, and I can go in and just like import everything. And I also need to make sure that, one, I don't lose anything. And then, two, that I am able to run this script essentially once successfully and have everything be loaded up. <laughs> right. um, and then, uh, so I wanted to use things, too, like like references, right? Uh, like in the current, or sorry, the old uh, version of the website, like sponsors were just hard-coded into the show notes. Right, where I just like put in, like, you know, in the notes for this episode, oh, this is the sponsor.
0: Uh, yeah, you're not doing that still? I thought that's.
1: I'm not doing that yeah. still. Now that we're using a CMS, it's like, hey, we can leverage the power of using an actual tool <laughs> that is made for this purpose, which is references. So, what I can hey, do no, instead.
0: Hey, listeners. Can you tell like that uh, we as nerds are evolving? Like, can, you, can, you, can you tell?
1: <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, yes, yeah, so I can use references. So instead of copy-pasting, you know, so we've had Play as our sponsor for the last couple of episodes. Instead of copy-pasting their message from episode to episode, it's, it would be so much better if I can set up once, hey, Play is a sponsor of us. Here's their message. Here's their logo. Here's their stuff. And now on each episode, I can reference, like, essentially an array of as many sponsors as I want. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will automatically, like, you know, add their little blurb in the show notes and, like, make sure that everything is formatted the way that it should be.
0: Show notes, but as components. Whoa. Basically.
1: Um, so, one wanted to think about that. So, how do I then, like, dedupe all of these sponsors that are spread across multiple episodes? Um and so <laughs> that actually took the most amount of time, like rewriting all of the code for all of the website, like rebuilding it all on a platform and everything. That was super quick. The hardest part was normalizing the data and getting it into a state where it can even just be processed <laughs> uh, <laughs> to be inputted into the, the CMS. But Dang. Uh, I ended up like having to pull out a lot of my uh, regex skills. I don't know how uh, familiar you are with with regexes.
0: Um, I think it's pronounced regex. Actually, I don't know. Re- Regular
1: uh, expression, regex.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I've so I've actually had a, a whole uh, course on or how do you call this a whole uh, minor in college. Just over a regular expression. Really? It was a lot.
1: That yeah, sounds I, <laughs> amazing, actually. <laughs> I would love this.
0: <laughs> this is very fun. Like, totally in abstract. Like, we didn't even think of computers. I mean, it was a computer science uh, degree, but it was, like, just pure math. Mm. Um, so, So I would say I spent a lot of time thinking about it, but I've actually only put, like, 10% of that in practice. So probably by now, I would say my skills are not incredible. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, so basically regular expressions are like essentially a tool for matching text. So if you have, you know, different, let's say for for the sake of us, we have uh, show notes, that are formatted totally randomly because the person who's supposedly in charge of that cannot follow <laughs> cannot follow any sort of consistency with anything. Um, do you
0: do you think it might have been related to we switching tools for the show notes because we were, use, were using Dropbox Paper at some point and then we switched to other things, no, Codas or whatever in the.
1: That's all, that's you been fine. So? I've always just like ended up exporting the markdown. And that's also part of the, the posting problem for the episode where most tools that, that we use, um, you actually can't export good markdown from them. Yeah. You can export some, <laughs> but not actually accurate markdown. Um, so like, for example, like Apple notes, um, if you, copy the notes it'll do i think it'll do the bullet points but it won't do the links yeah (laughs) which is like super stupid uh and so what i've been having to do is like now i have to paste them into a website that like turns rich text into markdown so i can like leverage that but then they have some weird formatting where like they have they do like four spaces instead of two spaces for for indentation and then they have like anyways they're weird quirks (laughs) quirks <laughs> themselves i have to account for so now
0: kevin is going to build its own markdown uh, so anyways
1: uh, so anyway, so i was like okay i have all these files i need to parse them so i can recognize okay my heading f- basically i want to match all of the content that goes under sponsor so i need to like match okay well the heading for sponsor can look like this or like that or like that and then i want you to like you know, detect that once you detect that, don't even capture that part because I don't want the heading. I just want the content, so now capture all the things that are below that up until mm. this other delimiting character that will tell you this is another a different kind of a heading uh and then do this, and then I have in some cases, okay, if you spot this thing this k- kind of format of text, reformat it in this other way. <laughs> So that is, like, the expected way that it should be. Uh,
0: I didn't know you were going through this. I'm so sorry, friend.
1: (laughs) So, but this is kind of, like, the the sort of nerdiness that I actually really enjoy. Uh, And then I, like, I was matching things, and then I I created this, I mean, all of this. I mean, once you start, it's like, there's so many, there's endless possibilities (laughs) for how to do things. Uh, Then I was like, why don't I write a script where that, like, load me a random one? right so that i can verify that you're identifying things correctly so it would show me here's the raw markdown file and here's how i categorize things for you so i would like want to strip out so sponsor content goes here uh you know follow-up stuff goes here show notes goes here um you know recommendations goes there and have like and i would run it and i'd be like ah. Oh, Okay, it missed this obvious thing. Okay, all right. Let me go and code, like, this other exception in. Run it again. All right, now it's, it's working. Let me, like, get another random one. See, and it just, just... This go is, through like, the human machine learning. Basically. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Human machine learning. Or human learning? I don't know. Anyways. um, So... Shut that up. Went through that. Um, and then, finally, it was, like, okay, I feel like I finally gotten things in the right order the only one that i didn't do was i didn't do uh automatic deduping of sponsors per episode um the reason for that is um it was a little tricky like i would have to essentially do them custom one by one like oh this one happens to have an extra space or like have weird stuff like i could have gone like very far down this rabbit hole with regular expressions but i was like there's actually not that many like i can i can go through them probably faster here yeah, i, than I say, can aut- automate this
0: like around 200 is the number that doing this manually is not out of the question uh, for me. Like, at some point i'm like I could just open 200 Markdown files and, like, check them manually. It's not great, but, like, I think it's right at that threshold, right? Yeah. Because if it's, like, 10,000, heck no, I would never do that. Yeah. It's, a 1,000, right. probably not, but 200? Mm.
1: Yeah, it's not out of the question, uh, but for me it would have been, like, a huge amount of effort to, like, really go through this right. fully manually. Whereas like
0: assembling yeah. this regex wasn't.
1: <laughs> well, it was seemed like less work um and then but doing the the sponsors one i was like let me see let me i'm still using some tooling here so i go from 200 episodes to you know a much smaller subset uh and then from there i was like i don't need like the the difficult part is doing the deduping because then i essentially need otherwise i would need to like loop through everything i need to you know, match, dedupe the sponsors, then create the sponsors, then store them in like some kind of array. So I know the references and then have the script run perfectly to do everything and then match things. As soon as if my script goes wrong somewhere, then I need to like start everything over. (laughs) And I was just Mm -hmm. like, okay, this seems like I'm doing like I'm loading up a lot. But what I ended up doing is just do the posts, Forget about the sponsors for now. Sorry, sponsors. Uh, and then after that, I was like, okay, well, now that I have everything categorized, just show me all of, the, all of the posts that you think have sponsors in them, even though they're not unique, I can just quickly basically copy-paste the IDs of the posts and then just manually assign them once I've created the the, the sponsors. And so this is what I ended up doing. Didn't took very long. I ended up, like, having that be uh, be selected. Uh, and then, ta Then we have uh, all the show <laughs> powered by a CMS. Now the second part was making sure that my RSS feed was the same. So I actually like, okay, now, like, you know, I just needed to write a, a little bit more code to generate the RSS feed and, like, make sure that everything was looking good. Then do a diff... <laughs> On like the, our current RSS feed and then the new one. Just to make sure that there's not anything weird. There was obviously some di- differences between some things. Because I actually normalize things now. Uh, <laughs> whereas it wasn't normalized before. Uh, but at least I could tell that there were no glaring omissions of things that I forgot in the RSS feed. And then from there I was like, okay, cool, great. I can uh, publish and then, uh, then I was like, okay, cool. The website is life is is powered by the the CMS. Like this is what you can see today. And then I think last week we're like, you send me the episode. And I was like, nice. I can like try the CMS. Uh oh. And then one thing, sorry that I forgot to mention is like, okay, that's great that you have a CMS now to put in all these fields. But I still don't want to do any manual work of having to like fetch what is the URL from SoundCloud and what is like the special right. episode duration and all that. Uh, and I used to just run a script on my computer that would like literally just generate a file with all of these, this information. Um, so I was like, well, let me just create a plugin. I can, you can create your own plugins for Dato CMS. And I'm like, let me essentially just wrap that up into a plugin. That's like a neat little button that I can just press the button and be like, load up (laughs) the latest information for this episode. Uh, and I was like, super easy. Get that, ship that. So I'm like, cool, great. Now finally time to use this. Um, And then I realized that what I was using, because basically the RSS feed is XML, right? Um, Mm. And uh, a problem that I had was like, obviously working with XML in JavaScript is not great. And then I discovered, hey, there's actually a website that you can do. I forget the URL, but where you can have it, it's basically just you pass it a param of like the URL of your XML file and it just returns back JSON for you. Um, So it's just like this this sort of web service thing that just anyone can use. It just like seems free. I think they they have like paid tiers and stuff, but I was like, I don't know, like seems like that's working for me. It's just returning JSON to me. I don't need to do dependencies or like find ways to convert it myself or anything like that. So Mm -hmm. that sounds great um now i i I like push the button and then the after uploading the episode and then the data i have is old like it's stale data and i'm like from from the previous episode i'm like and then i I look it up and then i see oh no oh no (laughs) this service that i'm using is caching (laughs) the rss feeds which makes sense but they're caching about like you know, once an hour. (laughs) So essentially, like, I would have to wait one hour after uploading the episode (laughs) before I would have access to it. So I'm like, fine, I can look up basically how I transform XML to JSON into in Node, basically. Why did you want a JSON? Because XML is just, like, XML string. Like, I can't really do anything with it, right? And I need to extract pieces of it Okay, right. Okay. So imagine there's like a giant, like, string of a, you know, XML essentially looks like HTML, right? But mm-hmm. like, I, I'm not going to write as much as I love uh, regular expressions. I'm not going to write the <laughs> regular expression. The parses, it sounds crazy. Whereas if I, I uh, transform it to JSON, then I can just, you know, parse through it as like a, a you know, a JavaScript object. So I can do mm-hmm. like, I don't know, feed.items.title or whatever, you know, and just get get what I I want. right Uh, So I'm like, all right, fine. Like, let me just, like, instead of using this, like, random service, let me just, you know, get another dependency to, like, transform this, uh, a feed. Um, So I do that, and I'm like, okay, let, let me just at least try it and then uh i try it on my local machine and it's like okay like yep it's all working like there's was a little weirdness that i had to, to work around but you know all around i was like it's working then i'm like okay cool so i upload it and i have to like upload it so that the plugin like gets it from the internet and that's hosted separately and it's on page and it's on like weird little thing uh so I'm like great now let me try i click the button nothing happens You've got to be kidding me. What the heck? Uh, and then I checked the console, and then it's like, oh, like, there's a cores error. Basically, like, you don't have the the right, um, I don't know, I've, I forget how they call it, like, the right uh, authorization header things. So, turns out, uh, SoundCloud, basically, their RSS feed is, on like, HTTPS my CMS is HTTPS, I'm trying to make, so when you're going from uh, an HTTPS website and you're trying to make a request to another HTTPS thing, basically first it has to also be HTTPS because you can't make a, a, you know, non-secure connection. But then the second thing is you need to be authorized (laughs) to fetch this resource. And so what you can do, like, say you're creating an API, which I've learned, and again, this is probably another area where, like, my understanding is not fully complete on this, so please correct me (laughs) if I'm saying anything wrong, but it seems like what you can do as, like, an API provider is say, either I'm allowing any domain, like, if you're, like, HTTPS, like, sure, go fetch, you know, fetch me, (laughs) I'm ready, (laughs) Um, or... (laughs) I can say actually, I will only restrict specific domains that can load my resources, and the other ones will be declined. Uh, and it was fine on my local machine because it's just local, I guess. I don't know. Or oh, I'm running it. I'm actually I was running it in Node, not. L- not a on the client side that's that's what was different um and then now was running it uh, cl- uh, client side yeah so then it was like i have to, to have this match and then turns out soundcloud was like we accept no domain <laughs> so like load this um so it's like that's why i couldn't get any data so i was like oh god damn it I was like, I was so close, so close. So what I ended up having to do is like, okay, well now I need, what I need is I can't have essentially anything try to fetch this URL client side. What I need is essentially a server to fetch this because the server oh is not going to have to go through cores. The server can just fetch it uh, and then they can just return it. And then that can just say, I accept any domain. I don't care. You can just have the data. Uh, so I was like, okay, then how do I do that? <laughs> so uh, I logged into Google Cloud Platform <laughs> to uh, do like a Firebase uh, Cloud function. Oh my God, Kevin. Uh, basically, all it does is this Cloud function is you just ping the Cloud function and then it will fetch this, you know, hard coded URL to SoundCloud and just return like here's the content of this url there you go and so now i was able to update my plugin to do a client-side request to the the firebase function which does a request to soundcloud and then give you the information <laughs> if anyone oh God,
0: knows a better way to do this you went too far but it
1: works it
0: works <laughs> <laughs> but it <at> would <what> <laughs> now i just click a button
1: and it all works it always rube goldberg oh machine uh, you fully functional
0: <laughs> i'm way over my head to even help you at this point um the that 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 google cloud function i'm pretty sure you can just use netlify functions you'll just drop that js fun i assume you wrote it in javascript yeah what's the fun okay you can just drop that in a functions folder and that will functions run. folder yeah, I'll send it to the docs. I not um, know that. So that's one less, one less service we might need to rely on. <laughs> uh, but dang. All right. Well, glad to hear it's working. This is, this is the nerdiest show ever.
1: Yeah. So now it's all fully working. <laughs> the website mostly looks, looks the same, but I'm actually excited about what it opens up. Like, I have a few hmm. ideas. What do you think opens up? Uh, I have a few ideas of s- some things I I'm, I might want to do. Um, again, like, I don't know how exciting it is going to be for people, but um, I always thought, like, oh, it'd be neat, for example, that... Um, if you were to click on a specific sponsor, for example, on our sponsored page that we could load, what are all the episodes that the sponsor has sponsored um, or vice hmm. versa? Like maybe we, if we wanted to show like a logo of the sponsor on our episode pages, instead of just sort of like the textual description. Well, now we have everything that, you know, that is necessary to, to accomplish that. Um, so just little things like that, um, ease of uh, publishing, I think, will also be nice. So another thing that I do is I, you know, I generally write all the content, uh, you know, push the, the repo uh, to, the you know, our main repo. And then uh, after that, I'll, like, go and craft the tweet and do all that stuff and then post it and then send you the link and do all the stuff. Um, well, now I can create a second plugin for a cms <laughs> which like <laughs> i can hopefully connect directly to like the twitter api and then have a button where i can be like send tweet uh, i can automatically send a tweet um so just like a lot of like n- Nice, like little things to make the process a little mm-hmm. bit smoother. Uh, and then hopefully over time, it'll make it easier for us to just make the website better. One of the things that we've discussed too is it'd be nice to, like we have these little tags that we have started adding to each episode. Like it'd be nice to be able to let users click on them or like listeners click on them and then be able to see all the episodes that are relevant for this tag. And so there, there's like a bunch of little niceties that, that this opens up uh, the door for. Um, so yeah, basically nice. we'll see. Stay tuned. <laughs> I think it's just on a better foundation now. So very excited. Great about job
0: you. on this. I'm really impressed. Yeah.
1: It, I don't know. It's fun. I, I That's the kind of stuff that I, I like really nerding out about. And it's a good opportunity for me to just stay current on <laughs> what the kids are doing <laughs> these days in terms of mm-hmm. product development. I would say one of the things, I don't know if any of our listeners know, probably like we'll hear from from Dave or something, Mr. Darns. Uh, but I, one of the things that I've felt is I don't, it doesn't seem to me at least that there's a clear path forward of this is the way you should do CSS in these new, uh, you know, the. Abort oh react javascript there's
0: a oh abort eject. 400 Kevin, ways eject. <laughs> there is
1: 400 ways right you can do uh-huh. them but there's not one that's like this is the agreed upon standard like this is you know that's, there's a bunch yeah the same way that there's there's a bunch of these static side generators out there but it seems like there used to be consensus like hey gatsby was the thing and now there's a new consensus that's like hey next js is the thing right
0: there's never a consensus. I in feel world like there's no uh, consensus
1: developed. for CSS. It's like a total mess, and it's a different set of trade-offs. And yes, I've used Tailwind. I've tried it before. <laughs> I don't particularly like it. Uh, <laughs> you know, don't email me about it. Uh, email Marco. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've tried like the closest one that I've like. I think I like the most is probably um, styled components, but it does seem like it's sort of on the way out. I don't know. I don't know if I'm, I'm crazy about this. So anyways, so I tried yet another new way for this, and I... Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know that I love it. I think it's just different. <laughs> so I'm, I'm using... What is it? I think it's CSS. Is it CSS Modules? CSS components. Yeah, like that. that's a thing. Um, yeah, so basically, you just create a you know a CSS file for each component, essentially, and then what mm-hmm. it does is it creates unique classes so that you if it essentially remove the cascading from <laughs> the style sheets. Um, so it's it basically you <laughs> have unique classes, so you you can name two things: header. And then not get into collision. It's just SS. SS. Yeah. It's just SS now. <laughs> <laughs> um, SS. Yeah. But you lose out on conveniences for like, Hey, if you want to do media queries, like that you could set up mm-hmm. some basic variables and then like reuse them all across the board. Like right now. I just like, I just copy pasted them. I tried like, this is sort of my new <laughs> philosophy for writing CSS is try to have as few media queries as possible like really try to push things as much as you can with uh flexbox and grids so that things reflow on their own and you don't need to like mess stuff up too much with with media queries um so it's not too bad but it it feels like one step forward one step back kind of kind of thing so i was like
0: i don't know oh yeah we will never solve this problem as humans <laughs> uh, i think also part of the reason why no one can agree on anything i think is because people have different contexts and they work in different uh, projects, right? I think Mm -hmm. scalability is something very different, right? Like what works really well for a two-page website won't work for a multi-page component, React-based, you know, big company website or app. Um, I don't know. I've... uh, Last time I really thought about this problem was at Netlify, we had to refactor the whole, the whole thing. And CSS and, and our engineering team, our front-end team, uh, just went through a lengthy discussion and like panels almost, like always <laughs> weighing pros and cons of every possible uh, solution. And <laughs> ultimately, they went with Tailwind. But uh, but it was not like a we got it. We're so happy with this final right. It was like it was just a bunch of compromises uh, that ultimately weighed in their favor. But I I love CSS like plain. All right, sure. Give me post. Give me some. Give give me nesting. Give me nesting, and I don't need anything else. Um, But for my own little project,
1: variables in media queries. But you can
0: do that now today. I
1: don't think you can. uh, can you? No, you can.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it says supports variables. I'm sure it supports variables. Well, not for
1: sure, sure but in media queries, I don't think so. I think that's in the spec. Oh, like there, it's a proposal, but I don't think it's okay. Maybe I could be wrong. If I if I'm wrong, please tell me. I would love to know.
0: Yeah, let's not open this kind of worms. Uh, yeah, if you have any any thoughts or opinions, uh, email David Darns. <laughs> and um, yeah, this was the probably the nerdiest episode. Okay. Yeah. We've ever done
1: probably. What, yeah, what? I so. No, I was going to I was going to say a little something about Tailwind, but I don't know if we need to get into it. But I was just going to say Tailwind, Tailwind's fine. It just it seems to me like it's <laughs> Tailwind is great for people who are self-proclaimed uh, people who hate CSS, right? They're like, "I hate CSS and can't be bothered to learn about this. CSS is bad, right?" And they're like but I love Tailwind. Tailwind is great. I don't have to touch CSS. It's just CSS with, like, classes, right? You'll do, like, uh, I don't know, like, the BB something. Like, it'll be, like, border, bottom. It's just the same. Like, it's the same. It's just you have a slightly, you know, shortened syntax. To me, it's, I don't know. I, just, it, I truly... Uh, like the idea of crafting styles like i i want to be able to like get things just right just the way that i want it and not spend my life reading documentation like what is the like three letter <laughs> acronym for this like obvious thing that i need to do in css this is like oh. um so yeah but you know if it works for you it works for you that's fine uh you know i don't mind whatever whatever floats your boat it just for me, I'm like, mm, I don't know. It's, it just seems like it's taking things a little bit too far. And then you need to, like, go do this thing that, like, removes the unused classes because there's, like, a million classes that automatically ge- get generated. And it's just like, ugh.
0: I'm not interested in that. I don't know if your float the boat was a, was a joke, or a pun, or not. But... <laughs>
1: <laughs> it should be. <laughs> also, Gap uh, in... Uh, you know for flexbox and uh, grid is amazing <laughs> it's like
0: wait but there's no close. gap for flexbox there right?
1: is there is it's <gasps> there and you can use it like it, it works in chrome and the, i don't know if it's the, the latest version of safari but it certainly works in the current version of safari so and i make oh, okay i make use of it literally everywhere <laughs> like yeah. If I didn't know you if do the layout, layout that, that or any things. websites that I make going forward look weird to you, like <laughs> update your browser. I don't care. <laughs> it's your <laughs> uh, fault. I'm using Gap. Like Gap is just a revolution. It's it's amazing. All right. All right,
0: buddy, we have to move on. Yes. Uh let's do recommendations real quick. But uh but uh, thanks so much for the work. You've you've been putting on this uh it looks the same <laughs> and that's uh <laughs> as intended <laughs> right and that's <laughs> uh, that's a praise that's a good thing I'm saying here uh, you know our website was not down um, no podcast clients on our listeners started downloading 200 new episodes um, so yep well consider this a well success. done absolutely absolutely the most <laughs> successful. <laughs> so thank you so much for that. Apparently it will still be an ongoing thing. I'm actually curious to to follow this on the sidelines yeah. and see see what's happening. Um and uh once again, hey, thanks to uh, uh listener Austin Guevara for for spotting some of these UI changes that are not at all related to the last hour that we've been talking about <laughs> on the back end. But yeah, hey, you mentioned something about the Castro um icon right like we had you had to redraw oh yeah 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 i had to redraw the
1: castro icon because and maybe there is a source somewhere that is an svg file but um (laughs) what i saw on their website is is actually an svg file that inside of it has just a (laughs) png (laughs) so i was like well that's not really helpful so yeah i just recreated (laughs) it but it's it's easy enough like it was it was pretty quick to just recreate it
0: Cool. I don't know. Has, has Castro been buggy for you? It's been so buggy for me lately.
1: So, it's always been a little buggy. I find I've mm-hmm. had it doesn't happen to me as much. But when I started using it, I constantly had the problem where like you can you take off your AirPods and then it just like keeps playing on the phone for some reason. Oh, I've uh, had in the past. Yeah, and then that seems to have largely gone away a problem yeah. and then I, for a while i had problems with uh, dithering where new episodes just wouldn't show up in the feed and oh. i would have to like manually refresh it the and then that also kind of went away um and then now i have like just ran and the the problem with the um, dithering is that it's a sort of unique field like our protected feed right some kind of thing uh Cause it's a paid podcast yeah because it's a paid podcast um but now I have, and I don't know exactly what it is. Like I have this other podcast that I listen to that is not a paid podcast or anything like that that also struggles to update sometimes. So not sure why, but... So those are the issues that I've been running into. I don't know. How about you?
0: For me, it's just uh, like I start playing. I hit play and it won't play. Mm. Like no audio comes out. Oh, yeah. And then, then, then pause, you have to force quit it. play again, nothing. Or, yeah. I have to force quit it. Yeah, that's this true. This that happens like... Really. Four out of ten times I try to play a podcast, which is a lot. Yeah, uh, I that, know sounds that like, like they, more. They've, than... they've redesigned the app. Like They've been teasing a whole new design. Yeah. I'm I really curious it? to see what they come up with.
1: Yeah, but I got to say I'm fully on board with the idea of the inbox now. It's just I, yeah. I, I don't oh, yeah. know that I could have a podcast client that doesn't have that feature.
0: Same. So, hey, not if me. you're listening to this and you haven't uh, tried Castro as your podcast player of choice... <laughs> is that your recommendation? Give it a shot. <laughs> no, this is not my recommendation. I, I'm pretty sure we've recommended it in the past. I'm pretty sure we did. Um, Yeah. No, I'll uh, give it a shot. It's still my favorite and the uh, best designed for sure. Yeah. Anyway, that's the recommendation. It's not for real. Do you want to start?
1: Yeah, I will start. So, I tweeted about this. So, if you follow me on Twitter, you probably have seen this already. But... Uh. I've had this flimsy mic stand for the longest time, maybe for Can't the last from. 4 years was just this absolutely terrible awful uh you know, cheap boom or like arm for for my mic that I bought on Amazon and I just kind of put up with it for all this time uh and uh, it, like the, the problem with it is like, it wasn't quite always like long enough. And then sometimes if I would move it too much, it would sort of loosen up and then just fall, like fall off my desk. And it was just not oh, great. Well. There's no real cable management. And just, I had cables everywhere. It was just like, it was not good. And I don't know why I had put up with it for so long. I just never really, I just was like, oh yeah, that's just how it is. Um, And then I think that happened when I got my new MacBook Pro. I was like, oh, my goodness. This is such a huge improvement to my life. What else can I improve in my setup? (laughs) Like It's just opened up this new world for me of like, you know what? I don't have to put up (laughs) with the things that annoy me on a daily basis um and so i was like okay i am on a mission i need to replace this and so the new one that i got is called the elgato wave mic arm lp and so lp stands for low profile so it's a low profile mic arm and it's absolutely amazing (laughs) like without a shadow of a doubt like i would say this mic arm is life-changing <laughs> i would say it. it is so <laughs> it is so sturdy it is so nice it feels super premium it's super smooth it has built-in cable management and it has this great thing where it's like you can lift up lift up these little like uh, covers that go on top and they're held by magnets right? So it's like easy to take on and off and then adjust the cables and then it'll just snap back in place. The low profile design is really nice because it can go under your monitor and so you have way more freedom of movement uh, and it's super easy to get it out of the way. Uh, And then the way it holds the desk is so much sturdier. (laughs) Like I have... No fear that this is gonna like randomly fall off my desk. Um, it is honestly, if like you know, I don't, I can't think of anything else I would want differently in this mic stand. Is just the greatest, and if you use a mic <laughs> to any sort of regular capacity, I highly, highly recommend this. Like, I think it's a, I don't know, maybe like hundred fifty dollars something. It's well, it's well it's bucks. worth a hundred bucks. See, even cheaper. It is well, well worth the money and will just make your life better. Like it's just so much nicer uh, to use than anything else. So highly recommend it. Okay.
0: Uh, I've placed an order. Oh, mine is arrives tomorrow. Nice. So I'll, I'll see. I'll, I'll confirm yeah. your <laughs> recommendation. I... Um, I Actually bought a, a new mic uh, boom arm uh, not that long ago, it was just a month or two ago. So before I had a, I think it was a Rode PSA One. It's a, it's a classic, uh, you know, probably the if you if you Google like best arm, it's that one. But it was very ugly. Uh, it looks like flimsy and with the wires exposed and all. So not that long ago, I bought the uh, Blue Compass uh, arm, which. I think looks really nice and mm-hmm. also hides the cables and uh, the base, the thing that actually attaches to your desk is really sturdy, really, really good. Um, but it has t- one problem um, is that it's, it's mainly designed for the blue Yeti and that blue line of mics. Mm. And those mics are very heavy uh, so there's a lot of tension in the arm. So when I attached my my short mic, which is way lighter, what happened? I don't know if you remember, like when I had a brand new, the my the arm would just shoot up. Oh, you'd try yeah. To tighten it up as much as you can. It would just shoot up. <laughs> it would not stay in place. Mm. And still today, after like it, it kind of wore off. Uh, I, I asked some people who had the same, and they told me it would wear off. So I stuck with it. Um, but even today, if I like just. It won't stay. There's too much tension in the arm. So if I try to make it too tight or too low, it will mm. just shoot up anyway. Um, so after you recommended that, I saw your tweet. Uh, this low profile thing, like, was very interesting to me because, um, like, right now, at this moment, part of the part of the, my mic arm is covering my display mm. a little bit. It's it's you know between me and this display, so it right. covers a bit of that um so having that low profile thing is very in- intriguing to me so yes i'll be here tomorrow I'll nice can't wait to hear it what you think about it doesn't it. interfere with like you typing and reaching for stuff in your nope, desk no
1: not at all it's like there's a lot of space there's maybe this this much space between the nice okay so and what's great about it is there's a sort of low profile uh, end and then after that you can kind of like crank it up so basically it gets it under the mic and then uh, under the the display and then you can like you know move it up to whatever height you need to be and so it passes right under and then then you're like totally free and then every all the cables are like all super well integrated into it so yeah it's really nice i'm excited yeah yeah looking forward to hear what you think about it
0: all right my recommendation is uh, quite a boring one but it was just like uh i just want to give a couple. Shout-outs to stuff I've watched in the past, recent past, that I thought were good. (laughs) Um, I think last time I recommended any TV show was Scenes of a Marriage, which uh, since since then I've watched the whole thing. Uh, Still incredible. Oh, my God, it was so good. It was scary good. Um, But since then, my TV watching uh, time has been uh, cut in uh, a lot I don't have time <laughs> uh, but I managed to go out to the movies once uh, nice. since I had a baby it was uh, glorious and I watched the latest Bond movie which I will recommend here sure. because it was a really good movie really fun movie and uh, almost you know nearly perfect send off for uh, Daniel Craig so wow. if you've been following the Daniel Craig saga of Bond movies this is the end of that and I think it was a really good one um also uh chi uh came out on Disney Plus not that long ago. I will, I didn't go through to the theaters to watch that. <laughs> Sorry. Uh also the Eternals. Sorry. Marvel, you know, that's not enough. You have to do better than that to, <laughs> to, to to put me back in a in, a, in a theater. Um I mean, they're going to do that with Spider-Man in <laughs> a month. But uh so anyway, I watched it uh last night uh two nights ago and it was fun. So, here it is, my recommendation fun marvel movie (laughs) to watch on a weekend and lastly the thing we are watching today the the probably the one tv show is succession season three Uh. came out uh is ongoing thing and uh, if you enjoy the the other seasons this one is good and if you've never watched succession boy is it fun it's a really intense uh but really really good uh show it's it's probably like the right now the hbo's most popular show um and yeah, this season's been really good. Yeah, I haven't that's watched it yet,
1: but I've heard a lot of good things about it. It's been, it's been, it's one of these shows that I'm like, oh yeah, like I should remember to watch this when I have a chance. Yeah. So it's on. It's on the it's list. It's good.
0: It's uh, awful, awful, uh, rich white people in Manhattan uh, being awful in a way that is like chaotic and entertaining. <laughs> Tell ideas. me something
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. Yeah. So anyway, that's it uh and i guess that's it for the show i have to go back to work but this is fun the nerdiest i hear i do declare the nerdiest episode i love that right yeah uh
1: quickly i just wanted to chat very 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 briefly i watched dune uh this weekend
0: oh okay what do you what do you think uh
1: i think i liked it (laughs) (laughs) i would say i feel like i I have enjoyed this movie more from the moment I left the theater. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. Okay. Like, I feel like it sort of, at least for me, it's a movie that just grows on you. Like, where I've been thinking about it, where I've been like, oh, yeah, like, it is actually good. Like, I, I'm actually looking forward to rewatching it a second time. Mm-hmm. I would say the first watch, as someone who hasn't read any of the books, was kind of like... Okay, like, what's going on here? Like, what's the political situation? Like, who are all these people? Like, how are they related? Like, what's going on? Like, there was a lot of just trying to keep up to be like, so where is this going exactly? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but, uh, but now looking back, I'm kind of like, oh yeah, like, I'm, I'm very interested to see what comes next. Like, I, I feel like it, yeah. it used up an entire movie to set me up to be like okay all right now i feel like i sort of get what's going on like now now i feel like i'm ready to watch the actual movie like this feels like this this should be like education material (laughs) that they give you before you go see the actual movie uh, and see what actually happens (laughs) so i don't know how how did you i i I, how do you read the books i agree
0: no no, i've heard it notoriously hard books to read right but no, but no but no uh so i wasn't familiar with the universe i didn't know any names or i didn't even know what it was about right mm-hmm. i just i knew it was like oh sand, it's in a d- sand planet um there's a was i it was like it was
1: not? i was like uh timothy chalamet sign me up <laughs> like, <laughs> and Pretty also much. the director is uh, give a quest so that's, that's
0: but like going in uh, when i watched it it was um, it was. I liked it. Like at no point I felt like, I felt like this was boring, or I did not enjoy it, or it was bad in any way. Just there's a lot of things to like about this movie. Like you might like it because it's a it's an expensive, gr- big sci-fi world, and there's a lot of world it's building. Beautiful. And if you're If you're into that, I think that there's a lot of that for you to enjoy. Also, if you're just purely you, you're into cinematography and just like special effects and and visuals, and and that is also really really interesting. It it looks very unique in its in its own way. It doesn't look like too bouncy and saturated as a lot of these sci-fi movies are. Um, So much so that in a way, it's like it's like visually purely visually. It's like Star Wars meets Blade Runner, kind of. Like, there's yes. something in between. <laughs> 100%. Um, uh, which, which was great. And then the casting was a perfect. Performances were really good. Yep. So, th- there's a lot. The one thing that I feel like out of the, all these things I'm, I'm talking about, I think the weakest was plot. Mm. Like, I, I yeah. was not thoroughly satisfied with plot, but for that same reason. I feel like this is half of the first book or something. Like, right. it, yeah, clearly yeah. there's a lot more to come like you know it was just setting up the characters I
1: was like wait you're telling me that um, this entire empire can can be brought down by one person uh, you know de- deciding to uh, uh, commit treason uh, how do you say it, this word commit treason treason <laughs> yeah like this one guy yeah. is just like yeah sure like <laughs> brought down the entire empire cool <laughs>
0: And I the the one thing I it always brings me out of the movie like I just cannot it it breaks immersion for me is the names of the characters mm. I, I cannot like I always laugh when they call him Paul I don't know like this big sci-fi like there's there's no aliens actually or yeah there's it's, I feel like
1: this, this movie gets a bad both ways. <laughs> I feel like so many names are so complex and so obscure that I'm like, I can't even pronounce, like, I don't even know how to say this. I don't even know. I can't even remember what it is. That's how difficult all these names are. And then, yeah, your name character is named Paul.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And his mother is Jessica. And (laughs) Jason Momoa is Duncan, Idaho. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) What's happening? This is a joke. (laughs) (laughs) oh man Uh, yeah (laughs) I understand like this is not the filmmakers fault they're just adapting Mm -hmm, from existing book but like hmm, as someone who is not attached to the books I would say you could change that (laughs) I don't know could, no that would be the place i to don't leave think they could
1: change that people would be really <laughs> yeah, up in arms about it just kidding i would if yeah. i had to read the book but uh <laughs> yeah like this is just a little weird uh i also felt generally speaking this film felt both short and long at the same time <laughs> like it's just it felt like oh wow like what was it like two hours 40 something like that like close to almost mm. three hours yeah, yeah. Uh, and it ended, and I was like, "Uh, I'm finally like, I'm finally there, like I'm ready to, for some action. I'm finally ready for something." And I was like, "Oh, yeah. that's the end." Um, I I do think they took the appropriate amount of time. Like, I'm not sure that I, what I would have cut right to make this shorter. I'm not sure that I would make this shorter. But one of the things I was talking about on Twitter is. I kind of feel like maybe it would have been better suited for like a, you know, 8th episode TV show or something like that where they just uh, no. they can get it all There's out no budget in, in
0: one. one. There's no budget for that. But like yeah, like
1: maybe maybe it's the like releasing in the theaters thing, but like what is the difference anymore? <laughs> really? <laughs> for
0: me, honestly, I I th- I think the uh, well, the difference is in money. Maybe. Or just, well,
1: uh, yeah, but what it, I mean, obviously, like Disney has been doing things where it's like, oh, if you have Disney Plus, then you can pay $30 to like see that. Like, could they have found ways, or like, it probably doesn't make logical sense, but I'm like, why didn't they make the two movies at the same time? Like, do I have to wait now a year, like, a year plus before I can see? Like, the obvious next chapter of this thing? Like, it just seems like, are we going to be spacing them out, like, so much over the years?
0: Yeah, the answer for all of your questions is money. Like, why is this not a TV show? Because the they can't make as much money on TV shows. And so they can't put as much money into TV shows because of their return. Why didn't they make the two movies together? Yeah. Because the studio was not sure that first one was going to be profitable so they didn't want to bet into onto movies Mm -hmm. uh, you know it's it's all money but i you know what regarding the about if it was too short or too long i think without knowing like i don't know where the books are going to go right i actually have no idea and i like that uh, to watch these movies i think i i prefer not knowing anything Mm. um but i think i would cut the movie shorter i would actually end the story without spoiling anything, after that big battle. Mm. Right, I love to just put it like that. Because that felt like the climax of the movie. It was a big battle. Right. Right? And then you have that last, like almost like the fourth act of just like setting up Timothy Chameleon yeah. for this other thing. And I felt like that was just like just teasing. It yeah. It was weird. And the pacing, like the pace died down a lot yeah. after that, I think. It was just them walking in the dunes. Hey, would you, do you pronounce it dune- dune or june
1: i pronounced it dune okay <laughs> is that how you're <laughs> supposed to pronounce it i don't know no, the, i
0: don't think that's the, the correct way Not but the it last funny. one that's for this, sure i saw a tiktok sounds of, like june. if you're british you say june june oh yeah i said dune see anyway uh i was saw a tiktok of like uh, uh, people interviewing the cast members and every cast member would say it slightly different uh, interesting <laughs>
1: uh would you would you read the book now
0: no because nobody got no time for that Uh, (laughs) i don't have time for anything (laughs) uh number two because uh i've heard they're notoriously hard to read and i'm not that invested in three i think it would ruin the movies for me not ruin it but i think the movies wouldn't be as cool as i don't know yeah i don't know know. so no uh, nothing against it but I, i really don't have time yeah I would you say like I've, I've
1: considered it because I'm like, you just just dropping off here. And now I have to wait, wait forever for this but, <laughs> story but, to continue. But well, you would
0: have to read the first but one. I would have to right?
1: start from scratch, right? Like start from right. the beginning, which might be helpful because I felt like there were a lot of uh, things that were <laughs> just uh, like a little bit more explanation could help, I think. And oh, I also think the other thing that personally is like really interesting to me is... I see a lot, like, so much of Star Wars seems, like, inspired by Dune. Like, it's crazy. Mm. Right? It's like, ah, like, it it sort of feels... I, I, who knows? Everything's a remix. And, Do the and books that,
0: predate Star Wars?
1: That's what I heard. I
0: should look it oh, up. Oh, snap.
1: Uh, yeah, 1965. Um, oh, there you go. Yeah, so anyway, so I, I'm... The color me interested in the book, but I haven't started... Uh, <laughs> I don't know, you know, I don't know how...
0: I want you to read them Deep so that we it can is then co- how compare <laughs> how notes. complex
1: it is. But
0: yeah, okay, cool, cool. All right, uh, that's it for the show. Uh, thanks, for, uh, thanks for watching. <laughs> thanks for listening. <laughs> Comment, like, uh, and subscribe. I mean, you, you, you could have been staring your at uh, your phone all this time, so technically you're watching uh, the show. Uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for for listening. Go check out the brand new looking old looking website at layout.fm. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> um uh, you know i think that's the that's the that's a natural conclusion after if, if you listen all this way <laughs> now go check it out check our website it's great um and then follow us on twitter at, at FM. i am at Rafahari, kevin is at vernal Kick, and we will talk to you next week bye happy thanksgiving if you celebrate
1: yes happy thanksgiving everyone